When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everybody. Once again, this is Auburn Elvis bringing you this E2C Extra podcast where we update the progress of a juggernaut that is Auburn Equestrian. Now, before we get started, I'd like to point out that I am not really a horse person, so if you are also not a horse person, that is totally cool. This podcast does not require you to have any prior knowledge of horse riding, nor are you likely to gain much of that knowledge from this podcast. Uh, Basically, uh, all this podcast requires of you is that you need to like Auburn. And after listening to this podcast, you will probably like it a little bit more because of how great our equestrian program is. So if that sounds good to you, let's continue. Auburn was the axis of the Team Equestrian Globe this week as the Tigers welcomed in three different riding teams from Sweetbriar College, the State University of New York at New Paltz, heretofore known as SUNY, and Texas Christian University, commonly known as TCU. Now, Auburn hosted uh, these three teams and had six different equestrian meets among the four of us, uh, some over Friday, some over Saturday. Friday saw Auburn ride against Sweetbriar and SUNY, and TCU did the same against those two teams. Then on Saturday, Sweetbriar and SUNY rode against one another, after which Auburn rode against TCU. So, lots and lots of riding. Now, one thing to point out is that over at Sweetbriar and SUNY, Uh, They do not ride the western seat. They just ride the hunt seat, which is the fancy English riding where you wear the helmet, the dark blazers, the white pants. Uh, So those meets are only going to be with um, those two uh, events in the hunt seat with those two teams. So as you would expect, Auburn did very, very well. Uh, we defeated SUNY 7-1, we defeated Sweetbriar 6-2, to uh, the Auburn Riders won all of the MOPs, which is the um, most outstanding participant honors at these meets, and uh, they are, let's see, sophomores Megan Knappick and Emma Kurtz uh, versus SUNY, and sophomore Michaela Langmeyer and Emma Kurtz again against uh, Sweetbriar. So, uh, that was Thursday. It was basically a super sophomore day for the Tigers, where you have them uh, winning all those MOP awards um, over those two meets. Over on the other side, you had T- uh, TCU. They beat SUNY 7-1, to just like we did. And then they beat Sweetbriar 5-3, to so a little bit closer over there. Uh, so, if you are a big fan of the transitive property, you would probably be thinking, hey, number one Auburn. They did a little bit better against these schools, so they're probably only a little bit better than number 5 TCU. Well, as it turns out, Auburn is a lot better than TCU. Because <laughs> on Saturday, Auburn rode against TCU in all four events, so Hunt Seat and Western Seat, 
And uh, a little bit of a difference is they rode five riders against five riders. Uh, that is actually something that uh, you can do in Team Equestrian to accommodate the smaller schools, and they might not have as many horses to do five riders on each team in each event. The NCEA allows you to have a smaller meet where you only have four riders going up against four riders from the other team in each of the events. And actually, the National Championship Tournament is that exact same format where it's four riders in each event from each team. Uh, and what that does is it actually takes a little bit, it takes away an advantage that the uh, deeper teams like Auburn have uh, because we have great riders uh, going on down the list, whereas some of these smaller schools like SUNY, like Sweetbriar, they might not have as many uh, athletes as we do. And so they really drop off after those top riders, whereas Auburn has that depth. So when you only ride four riders against four riders, you actually can do a little bit better. Uh, the smaller schools can do a little bit better. You actually can see some upsets. Uh, that's part of why uh, Georgia had so many upsets in the national uh, championship uh, tournament last year. It's because it was only four riders against four riders, and their top four were just as good as anybody's. It was that you know fifth rider position where Georgia had some drop-off last year. Um, so that wasn't an issue on Saturday because we were riding five riders against five riders and boy, did it show because Auburn started off the meet taking four of the five available points in equitation on the flat. Uh, so basically Michaela Langmire continued her awesomeness from Thursday. Uh, she turned in the top flat score of the day. She earned the MOP honors there. Uh, and basically, yeah, we started off, jumped out all over them, uh, took the uh, four to one lead on that first event. Then we go into equitation on the fences. Auburn again won four out of the five points. Uh, freshman Ava Stearns uh, turned in the top ride and she won the MOP. So it's really good. You love to see the underclassmen scoring those points for you. Uh, Auburn freshman did really well in this meet against TCU. Got a lot of points for Auburn. Once we got into the uh, western side of things, we uh, started first with horsemanship. TCU was able to mount a little bit of a rally in horsemanship. They took uh, two of the um, five points and we tied on another point. So basically both of us came away getting two points out of there. Um, but with those two points added to what we had gotten on the hunt seat side, Auburn was well out in front. In fact, we had already by that point guaranteed we were going to win the meet no matter what happened in reigning. Uh, but once we get into reigning, there was going to be no doubt as to who the best team was that day because Auburn went out and swept the whole event. So all five points, all five riders of Auburn won those, and we ended up winning the whole darn mate 15 to 4. Oh, I don't have written down who the MOP was there, but you know what? It was is all of us. We're just great. Pretty much dominance right there when you win the whole meet 15 to 4. Uh, so yeah, and we're not talking about one of these unranked teams either. I mean, we're talking about the number five team in the nation and Auburn pretty much just blasted them. So in fact, you could actually think about it as at the exact same time, Auburn football, what they were doing to Arkansas is exactly what the equestrian team was doing to TCU. So, you know, Derek Brown is kind of the Michaela Langmire of college football, if that helps you uh, put it all into perspective there. So, elsewhere in uh, NCEA Equestrian, now Auburn was hosting six meets, so a ton of riding going on there, and basically that was most of what was going on in the sport this weekend, although Baylor did um, go over to Oklahoma State, so we want to bring that up and mention it. Uh, the Cowgirls beat uh, the Baylor Bears 
11 to 5, not quite as bad as Auburn beat uh, uh, TCU, but but pretty handily. The scores actually were kind of close in those, those one-on-one uh, head-to-head rides. They were mostly close, but Oklahoma State definitely rode better. Uh, they were the better team over there, so that's kind of what you would expect. They were the higher rank. They're like ranked third, and uh, Oklahoma uh, Baylor was uh, ranked eighth. So you would expect that the number three team should do really well against the number eight team, and they did. The meet kind of confirmed that. Now that we're talking a bunch about rankings, let's get into the rankings. Weekly rankings came out on Wednesday. And number one was, of course, Auburn, and we won this weekend, so you don't expect those to change. Um, Number two is Georgia. Uh, Oklahoma State is number three. Uh, And even though Oklahoma State uh, beat Baylor this week, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. Uh, Georgia doesn't have a loss yet, so I don't think the ranking people would move them down on a week that they were idle. Uh, Texas A&M is number four. They didn't do anything this week, so they'll probably stay there. As we said, TCU is number five. I don't think they'll move down uh, in the in the rankings because the team right below them is SMU, and TCU just beat SMU last week. So they, they pretty much proved they're better than SMU. So SMU is six. South Carolina is number seven. They didn't do anything this week. They got a meet coming up here we'll talk about in a second. Baylor is number eight. Like I said, I don't think they're going to move down uh, after this loss, but... You never know what these ranking people are going to do. They like to move these teams around right before they're about to play one another. Uh, Baylor is about to go visit the number nine team, Fresno State, here in a couple of weeks. So it'd be kind of funny if these pollsters uh, shuffled them around and, and moved Fresno State right ahead of Baylor right before they go and play. And then, you know, Baylor might turn around and beat them. So we don't know what's going to happen in a couple of weeks, but hopefully the ranking people will just sort of leave everybody where they are and let them sort it out. Because that is not what they did with the number two, 10 team on this list, UT Martin, two weeks ago. If you recall, uh, UT Martin got bumped out of the number 10 spot in favor of Delaware State two weeks ago. And then the very next, or two days later, UT Martin hosted Delaware State and they beat them. So... UT Martin got moved out of the number 10 spot on a week that they didn't lose and then beat the team that jumped them. And so now the ranking people have corrected their own mistake and moved them back into the number 10 spot. But honestly, I don't really understand what these uh, these ranking peoples are having to make it so hard on themselves. Basically, if you're not going to listen to the guy wearing the Elvis costume, then you might as well just put an Auburn at number one and draw all the other teams out of a hat because it doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, the only people who really care about these rankings are me and the sports information directors at these schools who are keeping track of how many weeks their teams are nationally ranked. Beyond that, it doesn't really matter as long as you got an Auburn number one. So let's transition now and look ahead at Auburn's schedule. Coming up next week, Auburn Equestrian goes on the road. We're going to face number seven, South Carolina, on October 25th. Uh, So uh, if you recall, South Carolina went down to Georgia um, a week ago, two weeks ago, very recently, and went down there and just got blasted by Georgia. So this meet will be a very good measure of how uh, Auburn stacks up against Georgia as well as the Gamecocks. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how we do in that ride. Then in two weeks, Auburn is going to return home. Uh, We will host uh, uh, Ole Miss in an exhibition meet here on uh, uh, November 1st, Friday, November 1st. 
And uh, one interesting note is equestrian is just a club sport over for Ole Miss. And the way equestrian works, college equestrian, uh, you have this organization called the uh, IHSA, uh, International Horse Show Association, and that uh, does you don't have to be a varsity sport to compete in that. It's set up so that you can compete with just one rider in your whole school. If that's the way you you know are set up, you can have one good rider, and they take a horse to these competitions, uh, these shows, and they compete in these events, and they earn scores that you know get them nationally ranked. And if you have a whole bunch of riders, they all go, and then they get their individual scores, and then they can also accumulate points for their teams. And so you do have some team uh, aspect to the IHSA. And that's how a lot of these schools, particularly smaller schools, will compete in equestrian. They do it through the IHSA. But in those, they're not actually riding head-to-head like they do in the NCAA, which is what Auburn does. So you've got some schools who will ride both, and there's no prohibition against riding both. It's just whatever your school wants to do. Uh, the IHSA is a lot easier and uh, because you don't have to have a full team in all these events, and, and it makes it easier to, to keep doing it that way. So you see a, a lot more participation in that type of equestrian than NCAA, but NCAA is growing. And so what you have is a lot of schools like Alabama, Ole Miss, uh, in fact, uh, every team in in the uh, SEC has equestrian at least as a club sport. So you see a lot of them doing the um, uh, the IHSA route, but many of them are investigating whether or not they might start doing team equestrian. So they put together some riders and they'll go around and do these exhibition rides uh, at various schools who already have an established uh, NCAA. If you recall, last couple of years, we had Alabama coming over to Auburn and riding in these exhibition meets, and we would just destroy them. Well, this year, we're... Uh, bringing in Ole Miss to destroy them. Uh, so that, that'll that be what you'll see uh, in two weeks when uh, they come here to Auburn. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And as a bonus, as things look right now, um, I'm setting out my personal schedule, and it looks like I'm going to be in town at Auburn uh, for this Ole Miss meet. So stay tuned. I've got some ideas in my head about some crazy things I might do when I show up there um, just to kind of make it a little bit more exciting. So... Uh, keep an eye out for those. I'll talk more about that later as we get closer to that. So that's pretty much our episode. Let's recap real quickly, though, in case you zoned out uh, earlier in the podcast. Here are the big takeaways from this weekend. One, Auburn rode against a whole bunch of riders from a whole bunch of other teams, and only a handful of those other riders were able to score points on us. Number two, Uh, Our underclassmen are winning a ton of these points, and at this part of the season, we are probably a little bit ahead of where we thought we would be in team development. That is great. Number three, uh, the next away meet is against the weakest of all of our SEC opponents, so we are looking for a strong win there. And that is our show. Uh, Once again, I am Auburn Elvis, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode of the E2C Extra podcast. War Eagle, everybody. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?